Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. So I thought I'd just tell you a little bit about, you know, pick up where we left off the other day in um, how I'm relocating. I, I've relocated. I don't live in the same place anymore that I used to live. I, I changed my state. I'm no longer living in a state of fear. I'm living in a state of faith. I'm no longer living in a state of, of, of discontentment. I'm living in a state of gratitude. Um, I'm no longer living in the state of religious bondage. I'm living in the state of grace. I got a house in all those locations, and so do you. Um, I want to talk about some other states because we've been living in the wrong state. Some of you that are watching me in Illinois, you're like, yeah, I've been living in the wrong state, Illinois. And really, your problems are going to follow you wherever you go. So deal with your problems, deal with your attitude. That's really the better approach to it. But um, it's time for us to move out of these states. Are you ready? It's time for us to move out of the state of despair. It's time for us to move out of the state of confusion. It's time for us to move out of the state of fear. It's time for us to move out of the state of anxiety. It's time for us to move out of the state of worry. And it's time for us to move to the state of grace. And what is the state of grace? And where is this state located? It's located in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, is that we, we died with him, we were raised with Jesus Christ, and we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We, we died with him, we were buried with him, we're raised with him, and we're seated with him in heavenly places. So where is this new state called the state of grace, it's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. That's where it's located. That's the address for the state of grace, Ephesians 2, 6. You know what the other address is for the state of grace? Romans 5, 17. This is the new address. This is the address that we all need to move to. We need to move to this state of grace where it says, through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we reign in life. Does anybody else besides me have a hard time looking into, looking into the camera um, on these self selfie videos? Like, I'm looking at your names. I'm looking at some of your comments. It makes me look like I'm looking lower. Um, so I needed one of my kids to show me where the actual lens is. It's like right up here. Boom, shakalaka. Um, but it's hard to keep focused on that point because I love seeing your guys' names and seeing where you're from, and so pardon me and forgive me if my eyes are dropping and then raising and coming up and down. Um, listen, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're positioned with Jesus. We have access to the throne of God's grace 24-7. This is where we're seated now. And if this is where we're seated now, why aren't we experiencing all the grace that's in the state of grace. 
Why are we in the state of confusion still? Why are we in the state of worry still? Why are we in the state of fear? Why are we in the state of despair? It's because Christian preaching is mixed. So much of Christian preaching is New Testament in your, in your spirit, but Old Testament in your thinking still. We're, we're New Covenant people in our spirit because we're born again, but we're Old Covenant people in our thinking still. I use this example and I get, you know, I get ripped to shreds on social media sometimes with, with um, haters, but it's okay. The truth will make you free. But um, when Jesus said to people in Matthew chapter six, he said, if you don't forgive, if you don't forgive your brother, your heavenly father can't forgive you. You say, well, is that is that true or false? It's it's both. It's true for the people that he said it to at the time, but it's false for you and I who are born again and we're in Christ and we no longer are under the law where we have to forgive others in order for us to be forgiven. No, it's the opposite now. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, forgive one another even as Christ has forgiven you. So even a New Testament scripture, a New Testament scripture in Matthew chapter 6 is really an Old Testament scripture. It just happens to be in the book of Matthew and it happened to be Jesus speaking these things to people so that everybody knew that they were a sinner so they would need a savior. A lot of people didn't think they were. They were hypocrites. A lot of people didn't think, oh, I don't need a savior, but everybody needs a savior because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we don't forgive other people in order to obtain forgiveness from God. We receive the gift of forgiveness from God and freely we've received it. Therefore, we can freely give it. That's how it works in the new covenant. See what I mean by we can be new covenant in our hearts, but still old covenant in our heads. That might not matter to some of you. That may not matter to a lot of people, but it matters to God enough to send Jesus to die for us and so that we didn't have to earn, try to earn salvation the rest of our lives. It mattered enough to Jesus. It matters enough to God that he would die on the cross so that you don't, you can't, you, you're not in bondage to having to earn your salvation anymore. Nobody could earn it anyway. Yes, it's true. You do find, you do find peace when you forgive others. Forgiving others is a, absolutely essential in life. But you don't, you, you don't forgive others in order to receive forgiveness from God. You forgive others because you've already, you already have received forgiveness from God. You see? Um, so... This is why we have to renew our minds to what new covenant Christianity is. It's, it's, it's already finished. It's already done. Jesus already did all the work. Our job is to believe and take our seat. You know, in every other stage of life, you got to take your seat. When you're a baby, you got to sit in the baby seat. 
in in the child seat in the car when you're a when you get a little older toddler you got to sit in the in the bouncy seat or the little seat what do you call it when you feed a kid in that seat that we used to put all the kids in the, you know the chair the high chair <laughs> when you get in when you get into school you have a seat assignment when you go on an airplane, you have a seat. Anybody remember an airplane? When you go on an airplane, you have a seat assignment. Everywhere, when you go to a movie, you now have a seat assignment. When you go to a concert, you have a seat assignment. In every other area of life, there's a seat assignment, but it seems like only in Christianity, we forgot that there's a seating assignment. And guess what? Guess where your seat is? It's with Christ in heavenly places. Far above all rule, all power, all authority. When you get a hold of that's your seat, you take your rightful seat, inferiority is destroyed. You're no longer inferior. Insecurity is destroyed. You're no longer insecure. The idea that God is far from us, is it's, that idea goes away because he's not far from us. It's an illusion. We're seated with Christ. We're not seated a little lower than Christ. We're seated with him in heavenly places. Um, but listen, Jesus died for our sins, rose from the dead. And guess what he did after that? He sat down at the right hand of the father and then seated us with him there. Jesus sat down at the right hand of the father and then seated us with him. We've been, we don't have to fight. We don't have to beg. We don't have to borrow. We don't have to steal to get our way into this seat. Jesus has seated us there. We're not trying to be seated. We are seated. If you're in Christ, which simply means being born again, you're in the seat of victory. You are right now. You say, ah, oh, I'm, I'm struggling financially. I'm struggling with sickness, disease, fear, depression, anxiety. I get it. But you got to remember and remind yourself where you're seated. With Christ. In Christ in heavenly places. Yes, Ursula, that's what I mean. Send an emoji of an airplane. Yes, that thing that we used to fly in. Um, <laughs> but um, so we're not living for victory. We're living from victory. We're, we don't enter into his gates through thanksgiving. We don't enter into God's presence through thanksgiving. We enter into God's presence with thanksgiving. Boy, when that first hit me, our thanksgiving doesn't get us into God's presence. The blood of Jesus gets us into God's presence. And that's why I start thanking him. Wow, you let me in? Hallelujah. Jesus let me in. God let me in through the blood of Jesus. I'm in the holy place. I got the victory. I'm seated with Christ. That's what makes me start thanking. It's not my thanks that gets me in. It's I'm bringing thanks with me because I came in by the blood and I'm just so happy that he let me in. I'm so thankful that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Who's glad? Um, so the battle... Say, so then what's spiritual warfare? The battle is in pulling down these strongholds 
in our minds that we have to earn salvation. Pulling down these strongholds that if I forgive, then I can be forgiven. It's pulling down these strongholds. This is what spiritual warfare is, is pulling down the strongholds that contradict Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. Most people don't understand when the Bible says, bringing our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ, it means any thought that doesn't line up with the finished work of Jesus Christ, that's a thought that is disobedient. Any thought that says it's not finished, those are the disobedient thoughts that we need to take all, our, all those thoughts captive to submit to the finished work of the cross. You see, like any thought that tells me well, God doesn't, God didn't provide for healing. That's, that's contrary to the finished work. That, that thought is disobedient to the finished work of the cross. So this is the state of grace. Our battle is not to gain our position. Our battle is to convince our heads of what our spirits already know, what the word of God already says. You understand? This is the state of grace that I'm telling you we're relocating to. Um, we need to stop praying and asking God for a victory. And we need to start thanking him that we've got the victory. Thanks be to God who has given us the victory. The Bible says this is the victory that has overcome the world. It has overcome the world, our faith. So, so, it's not, oh, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get the victory. No, you gotta remind yourself and renew your mind of the fact that you've got the victory, okay? Um, so we don't have to beg, we don't have to struggle, we don't have to cry to God to get it. It's already finished. It's already done. It's already yours. This is what, brings peace and joy in your life, starts making you happy. You've arrived. We got to the other side. We're already on the other side now. We need to get on the other side of this virus. We need to get on the other side of all the shutdown. But we already have the victory. We already have the victory. All that's left for us to do is to enjoy it. And how do we enjoy the victory? Focus on it. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the one who's the author and the finisher. And thank him for it. Recognize it and praise him for it. So I want you to say this after me. Because um, we're not going to continue to live up and down never feeling happy or that we don't please God enough. We need to dare to believe. I want to dare you to believe that you are truly seated with Christ. I want to dare you to believe that today, that you're seated with Christ. And make this declaration with me. I want you to say this, everybody out loud with me, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're watching this, I want you to say, I declare today 
that I am moving. I am relocating from the state of fear. I am relocating from the state of despair. I am relocating from the state of condemnation. I'm relocating from the state of confusion. Say that out loud. Say, I have moved from unhappiness avenue. I have moved from condemnation court. <laughs> I have moved from loser lane. I have, I have moved to the state of grace. That's where I live now. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. I will no longer let the enemy label me with those old names and those old locations. I answer to the name Victor. Victorious. More than a conqueror. World dominator. Reigning in life with Jesus. Amen. Boy, if you said that with me, it's going to shoot adrenaline through your soul. And this is like we're staying in this location. We're never relocating from the state of grace. We're relocating to it, but we're never going to relocate from it. That's right, Elizabeth. You have moved from loser lane and <laughs> loser land. Okay. Bless you guys. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same channel. Tell a friend. Let's walk this thing out. Let's trust God. We've arrived. We're home. We're in the state of grace. God bless.